We saw plenty of Big Ten upsets in Week 2. Who could fall victim to the trap game in Week 3? Also, it's a lose-lose situation that Mickey Joseph is walking into in Nebraska. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Coming up on today's show, a look at some of the potential traps in week three with Jacob Rood. He's got games, I've got games, where teams in the Big Ten could fall short. We'll take a look at where those possible trap games could be setting up for here on Saturday. But before we get into any of that, of course, thank you for making the show your first listen every single weekday. It's everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube too. It's Locked On Big Ten. That's one zero, not T-E-N, wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to Jacob and talk about trap games here today, I want to spend a couple of minutes discussing just something we talked about on the show earlier this week, and that's the situation that Mickey Joseph is walking into as the interim head coach at Nebraska. Now, as an interim head coach, I think you do kind of assume that you're not the guy who's going to be in the head spot for that job at the end of the season. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of interim head coaches do walk into that position thinking that Possibly they could coach their way into getting that job full time. In a normal situation, I would say Mickey Joseph might be a candidate to do that. He's a guy who's coming into a Nebraska team that at least we thought going into the season had some talent on it. If Scott Frost is as bad as we all made him out to be when he was still coaching Nebraska, it at least suggests that he could have that team playing better ASAP. So when you combine all that with the fact that he's a Nebraska guy, the people that are on campus know who he is, it seems like he could normally be a guy that could try and coach his way into this spot. But as I laid out earlier this week on the show, that's simply just not the case with what he's dealing with at Nebraska. The Cornhuskers are going to spend the money on their coach. They're going to go out and find somebody who not only satisfies what they're looking for on the football field, but also satisfies everything around what the Nebraska football culture is trying to be. That is prestige. That is winning culture. That is winning history. It is not a guy like Mickey Joseph who would be getting the job from inside and just to be quite honest, not a big name hire. I mentioned before, what would Mickey Joseph have to do to be able to bring this team up and uh, keep this job? And I suggested then, well, maybe he can actually find a way to get this position. But then you start thinking about it and you start thinking, well, okay, how good does he have to be for something like that to actually happen? Because if he's getting Nebraska to a bowl game, let's say by the end of the season, 
I still consider that a very, very huge success for Mickey Joseph in an interim spot here, given where that team's at right now, right? But even if he were to do that, even if he has that team at six, seven wins at the end of the year, that's nowhere near good enough, in my head at least, to get him that job full time. If he wanted to have any shot of beating out what's going to be a long list of candidates that Nebraska is going to look at, you need to be at least at like, what, 9, 10 wins by the end of the season? 8, 9, 10 wins? That's the kind of good I think he needs to be for Nebraska to be able to overlook everything else and keep him there. Because it's nothing against Mickey Joseph, and that's where really I think he just gets the short end of the stick here is that it's not his fault. And I think he could and very well would show that he could be a really good coach here. I think he may very well show that he is a good coach over the rest of this season. But as far as what his reward would be for that, there's a lot of options. Being the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, I don't see it. Because quite frankly, I don't think Nebraska is that kind of good. And even if they end up just being okay by the end of the season, just okay is not enough to convince the people who make the decisions that he's the guy you should keep instead of paying what's going to be millions and millions of dollars to go find somebody else who the people at the top are, again, investing in being the best possible option. There is... No chance that Mickey Joseph, with what he has on that team and with the situation he's been put into at the stakes of Nebraska, there is no way that he is able to meet the expectation of what he would need to do to keep that job. The team just is not good enough to perform that well the rest of the season. So unfortunately, Mickey Joseph is in this position as an interim head coach, and he knows, he knows all this. But it's just a lose-lose spot for him in that he cannot win this job. He does not have the players, I think, to be able to win this job. And I don't know what I mean happens next for him after this. Does he stay on the staff? Does whoever gets hired next get rid of him anyway? I mean, if you coach well enough, you probably coach yourself into a job somewhere else. But as far as being able to be a Nebraska guy that gets a Nebraska job here, after getting a taste of being head coach, that's not on the table for Mickey Joseph. It isn't on the table, I'm sure, at a lot of places and situations, but I just feel like it's worth pointing out that it's definitely not on the table here. We'll talk to Jacob Root here in just a second on Locked On Big Ten. We're going to break down the traps being set for the weekend. We've seen plenty of upsets and disappointing starts from Big Ten teams. Who will continue that trend in week three? We're going to get to that here with Jacob on the show. First, though, Bet Online is the place to go for any of your online sports betting needs, whether it be to get the latest lines on the game you want to know about or get to know a little bit more on how the lines are being set and moving across sports. Bet Online can help you find any of the information you need and get you, of course, all the lines that you want to get your money in the right place. Head on over to Bet Online right now and see what I'm talking about. It's Bet Online where the game starts. 
You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Jacob Rude's here with us. We're going to chat about a trap game that could be coming up this weekend, games that we think could be potential targets to be that Wisconsin, that Iowa, that Nebraska of this weekend around the non-conference slate in the Big Ten. Uh, Jacob, before we get into any of that, of course, we got an IU team to talk about too. How do you feel about what the Hoosiers have been up to? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. After last week, uh, they, it was about Jekyll and Hyde as you can get. They get shut out in the first half against an FCS team and then score on every possession in the second half. So, uh, depending on which, uh, which half that you put a little more into, uh, you could either feel great or really worried about this team. Uh, I guess we'll find out a little bit more on Saturday, but yeah, that was a, that was not the performance I expected after winning week one against Illinois. It could be worse. It could be very worse. Yeah. We could have actually <laughs> lost the that. game, which, yeah, which a lot of teams did last week. Well, let's get into it, Jacob. This week on the slate, a few different Big Ten games where lines are actually pretty close here between some non-conference opponents and also some big spreads as well. But if you're targeting one game right now, when you look at everything and say, this is one I think we could see a Big Ten team fall where is that trap? I mean, I don't know if it's kind of cliche, but until Iowa can score more than seven points in a game, it's hard not to look their direction each week. And uh, especially when you're betting, uh, they're favored by 23 against Nevada. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they have 14 total points this season and have looked awful offensively. So I mean, for me, like I said, until they can prove that they can uh, have multiple scores or I guess multiple touchdowns in a game, I'm going to keep looking their way uh, because that offense has looked really, really bad. They, You would think at some point they have to get it right, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, they've had enough games to uh, – that was kind of what week one was to, to get things right, so – uh, yeah, until Iowa proves otherwise, that's the kind of the direction I'm going to keep looking. I'm looking right now at Penn State. They go to Auburn. It's not mm -hmm. a huge, of course, favorite or anything like Penn State's going up against another no-name school. But as a three-point favorite it is right now, Nittany Lions go into that road game against an Auburn team that played San Jose State last week and only won by eight points. So it's not like the Tigers are playing their best football but they kind of just match up with what Penn State does really well. If you look at what the Nittany Lions are going to try and do, they've been pushing Nick Singleton hard. Auburn's strength on defense it has been stopping the run early in the season. If it comes down to Sean Clifford having to win the game, I think there's a good chance that Penn State does not win that game. That is not Penn State's A plan going into any game this season. It would always rather prefer that Nick Singleton can do his thing on the ground and show off his talents. If it ends up being that Auburn can stop them and make Sean Clifford beat them through the air, it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup down there in Alabama this weekend. But Penn State, a ranked team for the first time this season, I think they could be one of those teams that's vulnerable to an upset. And of course, you know, it's going to be even bigger down there in Auburn, given that the Nittany Lions now have that number next to their name. Yeah, I'm surprised just going into Auburn and being a favorite in general in a non-conference game is uh, noteworthy. So, yeah, there's going to be a, a pressure um, 
to get a an, a quote unquote underdog Auburn team at home. It's going to be quite the environment. That would be certainly a really big win. So yes, uh, certainly looking their way. Hmm. Any other games you were looking at? Oh yeah, definitely Washington against Michigan State. Uh, Michael Penix for for Washington still uh still going to hold a special place in IU fans' hearts. I've watched him those first two games for Washington. He has looked incredible. Every bit the 2020 version of himself that uh, helped IU to that that great season. Um, I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be on on ABC on uh, Saturday evening. Washington's favorite in it. Their offense has looked really really good. So that's going to be a a hell of a test for Michigan State and that one again on the road up in Seattle. Uh, I'm really excited for that one. If you're not someone who's following that school and that game this week, you might not particularly think much of Maryland SMU, but that's a really, really close matchup. SMU is a legit team. And after the huge, huge week that Talia Tungavaloa had last season or last week, I if he has some sort of drop off or just isn't that great this week, if he does anything like what he did last week, I think they're fine. And I think he will look something like that I do think he's that kind of a big arm talent out there in Maryland but if they end up slipping up a little bit SMU is just the kind of team that can take advantage of that I think so I think that's one other game to look out for I mentioned uh, Syracuse playing Purdue in the dome in New York last episode so I don't want to just hit too much on games we've already touched on but that was another one I think too that could end up going Syracuse's I mean again Syracuse is a point and a half favorite so I guess that's not really a trap trap game but if Purdue wants to be good they want to be able to beat that team but we'll see what ends up happening there again Maryland I think is another good candidate for a trap as well Uh, Jacob as we've talked to people throughout the season we've started to try and get some betting things going I don't think getting every game in the slates quite as uh entertaining is what we might think it is just talking about it so we got to get through things a little bit quicker I'm instead going to have people give me a best bet every week from around the conference and then if they're a locked on host here at the big 10 we'll get their schools pick as well so let's start first with what's your best bet of the week here as you look across the slate of big 10 games there were i don't know how much i'm picking on iowa nevada or iowa minus 23 when they've scored 14 points all season uh that feels like a lot i would probably look towards nevada plus 23 uh even if nevada has really struggled not like particularly a a uh, a great football school um that's just a lot for an iowa team that hasn't really done anything to to prove uh they're a competent offense <laughs> through the first two weeks uh i would i would look either that way if you want kind of a long shot or i mean I'm really high on Washington and how they've looked through the first two games. So Washington minus three and a half would be another direction I'd look. It's with Iowa, not really much that you can argue against it. Um, let's go to your Hoosiers minus six. They are against Western Kentucky at home. It, I don't know what to make of this one. This is an interesting game because IU didn't look impressive at all for most of last week, at least half of last week. Uh, but Western Kentucky has played an FCS team, Austin P in Hawaii, who might be the worst FBS team. Um, I I would lean, I would lean IU minus six and a half uh, to kind of 
build off that second half last week and and head into their game against Cincinnati next week uh, with some momentum. But I wouldn't be surprised if things got a little hairy uh, for IU on Saturday. We'll see how it ends up turning out. We'll have to ask you about it next week because there's a lot of Big Ten games that are pretty good this weekend, Jacob. I don't know how much of an eye I'm going to be able to get on that matchup. So we'll, of course, have you back on here to talk about however it goes down between those two squads and talk about anything else going on in Big Ten here, too. Thanks, as always, for joining us for a few minutes here, Jacob. We'll talk to you again soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks again to Jacob Rude for joining us on the program. A reminder... Before you head off for the day, be sure to check out your team's local Big Ten podcast as well. Jacob's the host, of course, of Locked on Hoosiers every weekday, and we're adding new shows all the time. New Nittany Lions host is in. New Nebraska Cornhuskers host is in. It's a big network that's always expanding, so if you got a team, go ahead and give it a search. Locked on whatever it may be, Hoosiers, Gophers, Nittany Lions, anything like that. See what we're talking about over at the Locked on Podcast Network. We've Got a whole lot going on pretty much all the time. All right, as I wrap things up here over the last couple of minutes, I asked Jacob for his best bets for the weekend before. We're going to talk best bets tomorrow with Matt Sheehan on the show here, but I did want to get into my picks for the weekend here first, just because I think it'll be a nice little transition here because a couple of my best bets for the weekend are a couple of these games we talked about being potential trap games out there, at least one of them. But the first I want to talk about is the game that with the team that we first talked about from earlier in the show. The Nebraska Cornhuskers host Oklahoma and the Sooners this weekend. It's an 11-point spread right now. And I'm going to, here this weekend, theme my two best bets on the idea that the Big Ten West can still be okay. Because we got a big, big hit taken last week by Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska all going down. But with Nebraska facing off against Oklahoma this weekend, I don't think the Cornhuskers will win this game. But you've got interim head coach coming in. A team that could be seeing some newfound motivation coming its way with the firing of Scott Frost. A bit of a fresh start for that roster, perhaps. Maybe it thinks that it can restart and jumpstart its season with a roster that, again, we all believed preseason had experience, had talent, had something to show out there. I'll take Nebraska plus the points, 11 of them against Oklahoma at home. And then over in central New York, the Syracuse Orange look really, really good so far this season. Blew out Louisville, blew out UConn, who isn't very good, but Louisville was supposed to be okay and has been all right. But the Purdue Boilermakers this season have a chance to at least prove that they can be good again by beating this Syracuse team. I mentioned it earlier in the week. If Purdue wants to be a decent Big Ten West team, be able to compete here, you got to be able to beat a team like Syracuse. Even with what the Orange has done so far, Syracuse has not been projected to be a good team. I do not think they're a good enough team to compete with how good I think Purdue can be as a Big Ten team here. So again, if Purdue's good, they win that game. If Nebraska can be good, they can compete in that game against an Oklahoma team that has not looked outstanding in like the top 10 ranking that it has still right now. So if you're asking me for best bets, I'll take it. Oklahoma or Nebraska against Oklahoma, 11 points. Purdue, 
plus one and a half against Syracuse on the road. Those are my kind of bets. Not really even if I believe them as much as I just need the Big Ten West to have some good teams in it here. And those two teams competing would get the job done. We'll be back tomorrow here on Locked On Big Ten to wrap up the week. Matt Sheehan hopefully in here to get us his picks for the weekend. His Michigan State team has an interesting line coming up against Washington. I want to pick his brain on. That'll be coming up here tomorrow on Locked On Big Ten. Until tomorrow, be sure to tune in again at wherever you get your podcasts. It's Locked On Big Ten, one zero, not T-E-N. Wherever you listen, watch on YouTube and on Twitter too. I'm at Nate with sports on Twitter. Until tomorrow, this has been Locked On Big Ten.